let me okay here we go Anyway, <clears throat> uh, I think we're alive right now. Yeah, 38 seconds, 39 seconds. Um, yeah, I usually would have an intro there, but you know what? Fuck it. I want to make sure this is too important. Um, I am very, very uh, thankful for Steve. And forgive me, uh, I went to public school at King Philip uh, High School in junior high and Norfolk, Massachusetts, and Rentham, Massachusetts. But uh, if you could just tell everyone uh, how to pronounce your last name and everything, because I am a dipshit. So for sure, man. <clears throat> uh, I'm Steve Poikinen, and, okay. and it's a Finnish last name, and it's silly. It's not easy to pronounce, and I didn't, uh, I didn't sign up for it. They didn't give me an option. But <laughs> stoked to stoked to be here. Happy to do this. How's it going, man? Well, anytime I uh, get a chance to talk to you, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, it's a it's a lucky day. Mm -hmm. uh, no, for real. No, earlier today you actually talked to the QAnon shaman of January six uh, infamy. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and uh, I have my thoughts on that. And uh, and uh, anyway, but here's the thing. You have a thing called the Third Eye Carnival that you're trying. You're basically on the uh, promotional. Uh, I want to say the promotional tour. I guess, man. I guess, yeah, for lack of a better term. Um, and I want to make sure that everyone out there, you know, for as many viewers uh, and listeners that I have. Or as as little, you know, wh whoever follows me is interested in my day-to-day. Uh, -day. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about the Third Eye Carnival? Because I'll be honest with you, right off the bat, it actually reminded me of the ICP thing um, with the Dark Carnival. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> I know a couple of um, ICP fans. And uh, what would be the difference? I know there's a huge difference, but just to educate everybody, just uh, to so everyone can support your efforts and and everyone involved with the Third Eye Carnival. Yeah, so it it came about because uh, on AM Wake Up for the last month or so, we've been doing these segments on Wednesday with T. Snyder, where uh, we're encouraging people to get together in real life in real time and drag out a couple of friends that may need uh, a nudge into a little bit more uh i don't know critical thinking um and kind of pull them out of of the the mainstream media lie headspace and so as we're encouraging it we're like well nobody's gonna do anything until we do that's just kind of how it works. So if we're not willing to to go ahead and lead by example on this, what the hell are we really doing in the first place? Um, so that has evolved into 
the Third Eye Carnival. It was going to take place on uh, November 4th in Pueblo, Colorado at the Blowback Gallery, which is a fantastic art and music space uh, that's been there for I know, a number of years now. Um, the fella Jeff who owns it is really freaking cool and a lot of overlap in, between, um, you know, who he is and what he does and like uh, the T-Lav community and the autonomy community with Richard Grove and um it's it's been cool get to know him so what we're effectively doing is uh we're getting together a couple of live bands a couple of comics uh and a couple of speakers and we're just gonna throw um the freaking we're just gonna throw a freaking party uh, and we'll probably have a um I think we're planning on having like a, a you know decent sized panel podcast that's live in front of the audience um and yeah entertainment well where, card where, readings. well where can people get tickets to this mm. that's a great thing you don't have to um oh really uh we're we're gonna be doing a uh suggested donation at the door but in the time being we do have a fundraiser up on gives and go because we're trying to get uh the flights for a couple of the performers covered yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've looked at airplane tickets in the last couple of months, man. They went, they jumped up like crazy. It was unsettling. Well, last time uh, I checked was uh, last fall, and it was JetBlue. JetBlue was the cheapest, and I think it was like 200 bucks around Thanksgiving time, which uh, is kind of unheard of. But uh, I haven't really in the last few months, to be honest. Flying, it's a la carte now. So you buy a ticket. Ticket doesn't guarantee you a seat. Right. You have to also buy a seat. Then you have to buy per bag that you're checking. You got to do it but each way. If there's a connecting flight, you got to pay for your bag on that connecting flight too. Yeah. And yep. Pay for your seat on the connecting flight. And then, you know, pay for your seats on the way back. So they get there's a flat standard ticket price, and then absolutely everything else is additional. By the time you're done for it, we were looking, and this is even a month ago, we were looking at tickets for me and Ash to go out to Colorado, and it was going to be about $1,000 for, uh, for both yeah. of us to go yeah. round trip um, on a two-and-a-half-hour plane ride. And you guys are right there in California, right? Northern California? Like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're up in Sonoma County. And I mean, yeah. even that, it's still like three hours to the freaking airport. Right. Two and a half hours of the airport. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's unfortunate. Yeah. Cause, uh, last fall I had to go from Missouri back to uh, Massachusetts and, uh, I lucked out just because uh, it was Thanksgiving prices. But right now, uh, I guess, you know, we're kind of in October right now. But um, I just want to, th what is the best way that's going to support you guys and your efforts um, for people to be able to uh, get to the event in Colorado? I mean, immediately it, it would be the Gibson Go. That's okay. the only avenue of fundraising that we have for this right now. Although I would say that if anybody who's a regular uh, producer uh, of AM Wake Up or Slow News Day, if you 
um, are sending money and you want it to go to that. Yeah. Just, you know, specifically earmark that in a, you know, or make sure that you've, you've said that and then I'll make, then, then I'll transfer it over to the, uh, to the third eye carnival gifts and go, um, I'm going to drop a link to that in the StreamYard chat now. Okay. Um, case you'd like to yeah absolutely. yeah no it's woefully underfunded and i do such a crap job at promoting in my own right i'm bad at it i I always forget to talk about stuff that i'm involved (laughs) in when it's on the show um and if it wasn't fine that's what this is for this is that that's what this is for right now i want to be able to help you my friend um in any uh even in the smallest way possible well, and this is, I mean, here's the thing. If, if anybody actually like really, really, really wants to help throw your fucking own. Yeah. Because we're trying to make this replicatable. We're trying to make it so that, you know, people can look at this and go, Oh, well, you know, these people are accessible. But and I have already said, if you want to host your own event and you want us to remote in or something like that, we're happy to do it. If, uh, if you get really ambitious and you want us there in person, then you know you can you've got some coin or something like that where we can get on a plane so i could make you know sure but yeah. there's probably more popular and better looking people than being teased you <laughs> reach out to you know me, I, me too me too <laughs> <laughs> would, you guys, would you guys come, <laughs> would you guys come to new england if oh, um, yeah. okay okay cool yeah, and I want to go. I want to go to the Porcupine Festival in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got I've got friends out that way and stuff like that. Are you familiar with Guard Goldsmith? Uh, I we haven't met, but I know who you're talking. But you know about. who he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in uh, New Hampshire. He used to be a TV writer with uh, Star Trek and Stargate and things like that. No, he's a good friend of mine. Um, I think he would really appreciate the uh, the third eye carnival too. I mean, it's a you know, it's it's one of those things where you can have like a couple of games, or you can bring in people that do like tarot card readings or energies stuff like that. You can have a a sort of I don't know, like working your way through the black pill experience that's just accelerated takes place in the course of the night, and you leave there yeah. with a, a sense of you know inspired. Uh, the vision for the future that may require a little bit of work, but doesn't require a lot of government. And that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. No, the, yeah. Tarot card reading. Yeah. I uh, missed out on a bunch of those uh, opportunities. That does sound kind of fun to me. I don't know if I, I don't know if I technically buy into it, but um, just in terms of fun, I mean, you know, I'm open to just about anything. I mean, I do a couple of podcasts and uh, we talk about like with Tom Cooper and everything. We talk about alternate realities and other dimensions and time travel and aliens, all that stuff. Um, and tarot card reading. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I know there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of false, uh, you know, there's a lot of shysters or whatever the word, the appropriate word would be, but. I think some people may have abilities like that. Um, I can't prove it, but 
I yeah, I, so if if all if everything is energy condensed to a, a slow vibration or varying degrees of vibration, everything. If that's the case, then of course people can tap into that. Of yeah. course, there's way to you know, and, and I'm, some of the ways to do it may not be esoteric at all. You know what, what I mean? What when when did you? <clears throat> I'm actually kind of waking up to the vibration thing. When did you become aware of the uh, the vibrational thing? Because my friend Tom Cooper, he let me know. I mean, yeah, he was watching, you know, Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil app, you know, when he was telling me about this. But apparently uh, back in the day when people would go to church, they would go to church to be healed. And I never knew about any of this, like uh, in terms of like the vibrational thing, like they would have bells um yeah i'm really fucking it up to be honest with you but well i know i i know what you're i mean i know what you're talking about okay, yeah. there's uh there's been a lot of study that's been put to like the power of prayer and, yeah. and there's been a lot of study that's been put to effectively prayer is you know concentrated thought uh a specific outcome it's a it's a directed energy weapon that's what prayer is that's right. what a magic spell is. That's I never even thought of it that way. <laughs> wow. But I mean, yeah. at, at it's, it, it's, you know, boil it down. And what you're doing is you're trying to create your own direct energy weapon. And you're trying to focus that energy towards a specific goal. And you may have a destination in mind, i.e. God or Buddha or whatever, whoever, whatever you're praying to. Right. You know, that's the destination for your directed energy. Um, but it's still your focused energy thought and vibrational field going out. And then it's what's happening is that you're opening that up to have it received too. Right. So whatever you think that energy looks like or is, that's probably what you're imagining coming back into you as well. But I, the first well, time did, I really. When, when were you introduced to this concept? Because. I hate to say it, but, you know, in all my research and everything, I haven't been, uh, I'm very new to the vibrational, like, healing and everything. Like, were you introduced to this a long time ago? Or, like, I feel... By Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, okay. By yeah. Bill Hicks. Yeah. The the whole It's Just a Ride speech bit what? where, where you know, the or the, sorry, the positive drug story. Today, a young man on acid discovered that we are all energy condensed to a slow-moving vibration. Uh, we are all one consciousness yeah. experiencing itself subjectively. There's, you know, that kind of, like, when I actually, again, again, I think I've said this before, uh, I don't know on which show, but I think talking to, to you guys, um, but I had an older brother who's uh, way into clean LSD and punk rock and the Grateful Dead and, and real hip hop and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was exposed to all of that, like happy hippie horse shit about energy and whatever, all that kind of stuff, you know, right. very, very early on, but it allows for you to think about it. Yeah. A little bit more broadly, even if it's, you know, comically dismissive, if it's coming out of some patchwork Muppet, it, it's still, you know, right. um, it, it's still being been put out there. And now it's something that, the, you know, thoughts that you can entertain. So, it, you know, teenage years for sure. Yeah. In the, to my 20s had at least 
I don't know. I at least had it entertained in my head. Uh, maybe not so much put to the test, but so it was like a, it was a sil. I don't mean to interrupt you, but it was a psilocybin kind of thing, right? Because uh, I know George Carlin, who I really look up to. I mean, I guess later on in life he got introduced to psychedelics, and that kind of changed his whole perspective for the better, in my opinion. And then uh, Bill Hicks and Kevin Booth, they went out into the desert and they would have a whole bunch of uh, mushroom kind of experiences with like UFOs and things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's what you were referring to. And uh, that's something I've been craving for years and years, that kind of experience. I think that I think that uh, you know people should at least want to bring it back to Bill Hicks too. Uh, yeah, called it taking a squeegee to his third eye. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and every now and then you kind of do. You just gotta wipe <laughs> off the film yeah. and see a little bit more clearly. You know, go ahead and shake the the dust of yeah. you know being stuck in a corporate fascist communist hellscape that is whatever the <laughs> fuck this is all day every day you know yeah pretty much was it mental yeah. flaws that's what it was you need a little mental flaws every now and then what was it the uh <laughs> i forget which comedian it was it could have been norm mcdonald or even bill not maybe not bill hicks but it was i think it was either bill burr or doug stanhope where they were talking about how the reality that we currently uh, occupy is like, actually, I think even Sam Tripoli maybe even said this, where we're at like the, uh, what was it, the lowest uh, stage of uh, hell. And like, I'm going to fuck it up. But basically that we're, yeah. I don't know. We're, I, the, uh, we're, we're stuck somewhere in the crossroad in the space between the lowest possible layer you. of yeah. heaven and the highest possible layer of, of hell. hell. Yes. And it's in this sort of, you know, nebulous gray area, this yeah. purgatory on earth that we sort of dwell in. You and buy into that? I, I kind of do. I mean, it's as plausible explanation as any other. I I don't I think that there's been a lot of work done by people who uh, whose bloodlines have previously had contact with demonic entities to shield that relationship from the rest of, of society because there's just too many of us. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think that if there's if there is, in fact, a a black magic or whatever relationship, a cult based relationship uh, yeah. that that the people in perceived and real positions of powers have, then um, then that makes sense. That theory makes sense that this is the the area that we are. If that's real, then, of course, we're going to be in, in some kind of you know, I, I don't know, side room to, uh, well, if we look in the last 20 years, we got the, eternity, uh, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Iraq war, nine 11. 
we have uh, currently the COVID thing. I mean, I can't argue with that, any of that. I feel like we really are, not to get too religious, but I really do feel like we are in a stage of hell on earth. I don't even know if I even believe in hell. I mean, I would have to, I guess, with all the, you know, abuses of the Iraq war, right? I mean, just the fact that we, you know, our guys are capable and we got people like Rumsfeld, you know, having programs that, where they have no qualms about, they don't give a shit about torturing people or even right. children. And even Seymour Hirsch, of all people, said well, that there are videos in existence that the Pentagon has where Iraqi children were even a part of that prisoner abuse. And yeah. It's horrible, you know, not to get on the soapbox, but. Well, but also put it into a kind of, you know, the full context of what we're talking about in regard to the suppositions that uh, Iraq won had everything to do with the search for Stargate and, and the acquisition of Stargate. You know about what that, that means. Of course you know about that, Steve. A lot of people don't know about that. But, I mean, in terms of this being that purgatory, there being layers and levels to hell, layers and levels to heaven, dimensions, that sort of thing, you know, it does track in terms of how these people behave energetically. Right. So, yeah. Now, do you buy in? <clears throat> I, I, I got an open mind about it, just about everything. I think human beings are capable of very great things and very horrible things. The Stargate thing that you just mentioned, do you think that that was a possible like uh, priority when it came to the Iraq war? If history is any teacher on this and any indicator, yes, because there have been, you know, throughout civilizations, the rise and fall, the search for some sort of ultimate weapon or more powerful technology or something that's always been like a side quest to yeah. conquering new territory. Oh, we heard these guys got this. Let's go capture that magic sword and we'll be able to do this. This cup gives you everlasting life. There's a lake over there. And if you go and you get in that lake, so sure, yeah. sure, you know, and I don't know how much uh, credence that is given to like, you know, the Nazi bell or anything like that. And sort in, in terms of, um, I guess, both quantic and quantum stroke esoteric based technology. Yeah. But again, I don't have to believe it. They have to believe it. And if they believe it, they're going to, you know, and by the way, I just mean, it, you know, a group of people embarking on let's go see if Stargate's real and we'll fucking take over Iraq to do it. If they believe that's real, they're going to do it. Doesn't matter. My belief in it doesn't matter at all. I have an open mind to the possibility because I've seen some weird shit and these people are notoriously have multiple purposes, many of which. They, they keep hidden from the general public for as long as humanly possible. So just, absolutely, I, I can entertain that concept. Just uh, like a manifestation, like they actually will it into being almost. 
Well, and then there's the the theory that uh, you know the revelation of the method or whatever the the karmic washing where they'll tell you exactly what it is they're going to do, so that later you can't be like, hey, and they'll be like, right. no, man, we told you it was a new world order. No, we told you that we were you know coming for your children. No, we said that you know that technically they're they're the state's children now. That's happened a, a couple of times. You know, yeah. I, it's uh, again, if they think that there is, you know, karmic or religious value in it, then they'll engage in that practice the same, the exact same way that anyone who's ever taken martial arts does some sort of breath work. While, you know, it's just it, it's part of the the ritual, the conditioning, the whatever it is you want to call it or the practice that, right. that you're engaged in. Right. You know, I try to demystify some of this shit because people, I don't like woo. I don't, <laughs> you know, I th I think that there's a lot of nonsense to the woo. And, and so I try to remove the woo from a lot of it as much as possible. But I'm also one of those people who will tell you left, right, sideways, twice on Sundays. That, yeah, we're engaged in a spiritual warfare right now because yeah. that's that's the belief if that's the prevailing belief that really is the reality especially when it guides people's actions when it's something that you know is a i guess generator or catalyst of the way that people move well well no i love that you you say that um what was the catalyst for um putting together the third eye carnival which i'm fascinated by by the way uh that you if you don't you can't just talk about it you got to be about it if you don't yeah. lead by example get up off your ass and do it your damn self then people are just gonna wait uh, until somebody you know and we're just we're so past the point uh of waiting we do a lot on the show with bringing people on who are themselves ha are currently and have been doing the work order to to pull out and away from uh, the oncoming technocratic panopticon and there's just it, there's always been if not a sense of uh of urgency at least a sense of obligation to to do the want to do the same thing yeah and uh <clears throat> stand-up comedy is a part of the uh the festival right yeah yeah and it, that look we're trying to we're trying to get Tripoli there uh he's got a couple of comic buddies in the denver area that are coming down um and yeah i beat it would i if i'm if i'm involved in something i'm gonna try to bring uh, a comic or two along for it well besides mr Tripoli, who uh i'm a big fan of um i like to work with in the future at some point I can't make any announcements on who the other comics oh, are. Oh, okay. We've got a list of like five, and we're trying to get to okay. a solid confirmation. And if I, I, I could get it wrong. No, that's <laughs> fine. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Or but anything. yeah, no. Okay. It, if it, and look, it. If Sam says these guys are killers, yeah, then they're killers. I've right. I, I've known him long enough to trust his judgment on who does and doesn't suck at comedy. Right. Right. <laughs> right you know and i mean and i can't say that about every comic i know 
to be perfectly honest. That's not yeah. a statement that, that I can make across the board about professional working comics, yeah. a couple of whom have been on my show yeah. over the years. I can't I can't say the same about that. So no, I understand. All right. Well, let's move to the musical component of it. Uh, are there a few bands that are going to be a part of the Third Eye Carnival? Yeah, and so let me. Go. And can you talk? Can you speak to that? This I this I can. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Because this is where uh, the, um, you know, everybody's on board with putting this together. Thing comes into play. Yeah. Our our martoonist. Angela, who's been doing um, all of the the marmot related artwork for the show, uh, her husband uh, is himself in a band. He's also it depends on uh, it depends on drummer schedule because it always depends on the drummer schedule. But uh, <laughs> it'll either be Death in the Silence or or his one man band called A Man Possessed. Um, let's see, the Assault Shakers. Uh, and where to go? Let's see. <laughs> I love where, that. Where, oh, um, I'm not. I'm actually not. I love how you said that. It's all idea. about the uh, the drummer with the. And I'm just thinking about timing, in terms of timing. <laughs> Fucking drummers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, PID, the Assault Shakers, and, and either yeah. Death in the Silence or A Man Possessed. Okay. Uh, and that's the and yeah we're. We're not going for quiet. Oh, yeah. I would hope not. Yeah. We're not going for quiet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. Um, and uh, with people like uh, that you're affiliated with, like Mr. Christian, uh, am I even, uh, am I pronouncing so, right? Ryan Christian from the last. Yeah, yeah. So he like said if he can't make it out, then he okay. wants to try and remote in. Charlie Robinson, the, the fantastic yeah. host of the macroaggression shows right up the road in, in Denver. He's coming down. Lindsay Sharman from Rogueways. Also, uh, her dude, who is my aura twin, uh, yeah. and the gentleman who drew this. The Unabomber. Johnny Larson. <laughs> Uh, he will be there. He's uh, uh, an artist in a handful of different ways in his own right. He'll be there. Um, well, Mr. Nature Boy, Mr. David, will he be there? I, he's a California boy. Yes, and so is. it's going to be kind of hard to get, unless he's just got it like that and he can fucking hop on a plane and fly out to Pueblo on a Saturday okay. for funsies. Um, uh, we're trying to get Chris <laughs> rained out rank house. We're trying yes. to get him up. Um, and there's a couple of, I have a, a good friend who I know from, uh, the free speech activism, J Julian Assange activism up in the Denver area as well. Uh, Kendra, she's trying to get a handful of people to yeah. come down. Jessica Fensky, forest mommy on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> she has expressed interest in rolling down. Um, and there's just, there's a well, handful well, of Shelly poison Alice. She's in upstate New York, so she's probably not going to be able to be a part of the festivities, right? Uh, I believe that's correct, although it would be fantastic if we could make that happen. Well, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's rad, dude. She's rad. They got to go see Ryan Long the other weekend. <laughs> she was talking about, oh, I got Jim Brewer. I'm getting Jim Brewer tickets. Go fuck yourself. I get to go see Jim Brewer, you <laughs> asshole. You, I know you're watching, you ass. <laughs> 
I want to go see Jim Brewer. Think he's coming anywhere near Santa Rosa? No, of course not. Why would you? <laughs> Why would you bring comedy anywhere near that town? They're just going to freak out. They won't know what to do with it. But I, it's well, I didn't night. even realize Mon Monica Perez, she was a guest on Jim Brewer's show. And uh, I had no idea. And I love Monica. And I'm going to be on Monica's thing tomorrow. I had oh, no idea God. she had a whole episode with Jim Brewer. That's fantastic. Oh, that she's, is. She's I got to get her. That's who I got to get to connect me to Brewer then. Because yeah, exactly. we, got his, we got his like person's email address. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I'm like, Monica Perez sent me. Well, I think maybe Mr. Tripoli, that might he might be the, the gatekeeper there, but no, because yeah. like, the Monica, yeah. show, he went on Ricky's show like three months he ago. Did. Yeah. I don't even I know. I didn't know he was that like open minded, to be honest. I, I had no idea. Well, That's look, the, there's a couple behind of I am with uh my conspiracy podcast. There's a couple <laughs> of different ways that you go, you get like how deep into Christianity you go when you get there late in life, and one of them <laughs> is that way. One of them <laughs> is one of them is definitely the like the government hates everyone on the planet. I'm homeschooling my kids, and uh <laughs> yeah, no, we grow our own food now. We just bought a cow. It's a real cow. Would you like you to come eat chickens that come up? to you during the show and yeah. that is fantastic i dig it <laughs> i do uh the rosanna is our, our stoner chicken and at least she was that's what not, is her name rosanna? rosanna like the hall and oats song oh yeah. Rosanna. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> my he's got a chicken named rosanna after the hall and oats song Anyway, that's my mother. She goes, that's very interesting. <laughs> well, it was it was my girl's idea. It's not that she was named before we I got here. But that's anyway, nice yeah, no, we get invaded dog. by chickens just about every morning. Um, the <laughs> she's been laying eggs on my feet. Yeah, like it's it's freezing out in the morning, so I'll have a little like fuzzy blanket on my toes because I'm 45 and white, and that's just how it works. <laughs> uh, and, and so she'll nestle down. On yeah. the blanket, and she's been laying eggs on my feet. Dude, like it's I'm, I, I'm. I, I guess I should start mother, training. This says that's cute. It <laughs> is. It's freaking adorable. I don't. I've never. I don't even know. It's my. It was my first day. I was like, we do. Do I have to like train it now? I don't. Yeah. I'm supposed to take it to the grocery store with me. I'm not sure what's happening here. Didn't you drop some? Uh, oh, my mother might not like this, but didn't you drop some uh, some marijuana on the ground and uh, <laughs> the same chicken like its eye? Well, what they she she'll peck it a little bit of the the shake, yeah, or she'll peck it a little bit of the leaf. But I mean, it's you know there there's also plants that just grow all over some of the actually well you're in california eggs, so there you go some of the best eggs i've ever had were from chickens who part of their diet was spent grain from the local brewery they would go <laughs> pick up they would go pick up the the grain after a run and feed it to their chickens and oh, those eggs were phenomenal um but yeah the, their their diet primarily consists of of actual food 
uh, and, and <laughs> very little cannabis. They do have some wine on a Sunday. Hey, that, why not? Well, you know. Might as well. My mother's laughing, which I never <laughs> thought. I thought she'd be like chastising me right now. No, that's fantastic. All right. Well, anyway, um, well, let's promote this uh, Third Eye uh, Carnivals even more. Um, yeah. Look. So, okay. Let me actually let, let's let, let's promote T. Snyder a little bit yes, because please. he's yes. really the heart and soul in all of this, and he has a fantastic program called Conspiracy Synergy, where he has put a ridiculous amount of work into yeah. uh, very, very entertaining, very informative, very entry-level conversations yeah. about, uh, you know, it, targeted specifically to people who may need a, a little nudge towards having a more complete picture of the world in which we live. And, and he's done a tremendous job at this. And so this, he's really why all of this is happening. And uh, if anybody hasn't, I would recommend going to conspiracysynergy.com and just watching the first little episode that, that he has put together. It's a nice little primer, something that you can send out to like anybody and everybody, because here's the thing. It, it's, it's time for people to reclaim the areas in which we live. Yeah. We, we have, we have outsourced, not just our critical thinking, but we've outsourced the ground upon which we walk in the most, most places. And yeah. this is why we got Slim coming on the show on Thursdays with the Beef Initiative thing, where just people need to reestablish handshake relationships with the people who grow and produce their food. That that needs to happen. We need to reclaim handshake handshake relationships with, with our neighbors. With now, how did you, now, I don't mean to cut you off, but how did you get um, how did you kind of um, get connected with uh, with Slim? I am a a big fan of and a frequent. Uh, I it's it's not it's not stealing when it's an homage, right? <laughs> it's the way that, that goes. It's the it's the best form of flattery or whatever. I, I, I have a, I have been inspired <laughs> greatly in my career by the No Agenda Show. Yeah. I, that's that's why we are a value for value show. That's why we don't do the advertisers or none of that. Um, and so I first heard about Slim yeah. on the No Agenda Show three four years ago, something like that, uh, and. I the, eventually at some point early last year, I think may, maybe late 2021, um, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey dude, I, I like the cut of your jib, you know, <laughs> I, it's, I, I dig what you're doing. And I think that there are people in my audience that would dig what you're doing. So would you come on and have a conversation? We did that a few times and then he hit me up and he was like, Hey, we're leveling up the, the beef initiative. I get along with you guys really well. Um, yeah. How about we start doing this once a week and, and we're really, really going to push, you know, 
people relocalizing the this at least this aspect of their lives because it does inspire you to do it in the rest uh, of the areas that at least you have a shred of control over. And right now where you get your food is something that we still have control over. So we have unlimited opportunity at the moment to reclaim that. At the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do it now. That might be changing. That might be changing folks. I don't want to be a doomsayer, but it's not looking too good. I mean, there's, you know, a, a mass effort on the part of a relatively small number of people with a large outsized share of influence to make really silly ideas like nature is bad and, and a synthetic version of that is good, a reality. But the only way that that can become a reality is if we start perceiving right. fake as real and real as fake. And I refuse to do that. Now, Steve, um, I'll be honest. I, I think I may have missed uh, those episodes where you uh, first introduced Texas Slim on your program. And I'll go back and uh, rewatch or whatever. But did he have an opinion on when all this shit was going on in terms of uh, planes crashing into food storage facilities you remember the whole rash of bullshit that was going on did he have an opinion on that um so he he's the first person to tell you that we're openly engaged and have been at war with a, a you know a a global vision for how we're supposed to consume food Right. Okay. Um, and, and and if he hasn't, if he and I, I honestly, every show that I do exists in some form of a blackout. Like I can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And I would have to go back and. and I'll check. go back. I do, no, I no. I just. I, I do know that when we address this stuff, you know, there's there's a direct. But you don't remember what I'm talking about, right? Where? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Home, like flew into like this food storage like fucking thing it was yeah like not once but shit. twice over like a three-month period a and a couple of, of different and then yeah to not not to mention the fact that at one point there were something like uh 160 yeah. different um either food processing or food storage facilities that had undergone some sort of complete like raise to the ground disaster shit. It's like yeah. So well, no, you know what? See, this is how it works. This is the how the blackouts work? After the show happens, a, a period of time must pass, right. and then you know maybe we'll you know, we'll get onto a conversation about it. I do remember Slim addressing um, air conditioning units, yeah, and things like that that are notoriously fail happy that are horrendously um mismaintained right that uh that are prone to by nature of the chemicals pumping through them explosion and and that you know um it's without question we're in the middle of a food war Without question, we're in the middle of a food supply chain crisis uh, of creation. Um, and his point to all of that, though, is 
So if that doesn't get you looking around for who's locally producing, you know, I don't know what it's going to take. And we've identified a number of the problems with reclaiming your local food supply, especially where animal protein is concerned. Uh, There used to be processing centers in like every county. And now there's maybe three in a state, four in a state something like that did he mention it did he have any kind of opinion i'm sure he probably did on the eating bugs bullshit yeah i mean look did gwyneth paltrow and all that shit (laughs) he yeah and and you know i mean the the guy is is uh well he's like a billionaire so he knows his shit so he grew up in the sticks and fucking texas and their family like really did you know they were part of the the mass commercialization of farms and they lost their family land as a result of it you know a bunch of stuff um but he you know he he's not gonna jump on board with like oh yeah you should totally go eat but (laughs) like it's you know he will tell he'll tell a vegan go you i don't care if you're a vegan I don't, I'm not here. I'm not trying to sell you meat um, specifically. I'm trying to get right. you to have a, a handshake relationship with people who grow and produce your food too. If you're not, you yeah. should definitely know uh, whatever, when you're putting Bill Gates's meat into your mouth, that that ain't vegan, you know? <laughs> like, uh, and so, That's what yeah. Melinda said, right? <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Good old Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, have we ever seen Melinda Gates and Kevin Klein in the same room? Have I've we? heard that before, and uh, no, I'm fucking I around. Yeah, I, I, I know it's all supposed to be. That's the theory. Everything's inverted, and everything you know, every famous. Well, you person. got Big Mike too, right? You got the whole Big Mike thing, and that one that's that's been pretty difficult to walk around, though. That, but even that. then, like, I don't really have an opinion on it. I mean, you know, that might be people just picking on her. I have no idea. But you know what? I'm open to it. Uh, right? She could awesome. be a, a lovely woman, or he could be a, a very handsome fella. A, a, <laughs> either way, either way, very nice biceps and, and, uh, nice and a beautiful smile. A beautiful smile. Beautiful set of nuts. Right, Ma? Yeah. Yeah. She went in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. Let's get back. Let's get back to the uh, Third Eye Carnival, which uh, I I'm fucking like I I love this idea. I'm in Massachusetts, so that I don't think there's any way that I can participate. But but yeah, again, everybody I mean, everybody I mean, wants to do their own fucking thing, and here's what you can do because you are in Massachusetts. Yeah, tell everybody, please. You the, because you are in Massachusetts, and there are a number of people in this space too, including Ricky, who I'm sure you could arm twist and, and you know showing up for something like this. If not as a speaker, as a musician, is he going to be a part of this? Well, I'm. Just, this is what I'm saying. I I'm I'm asking everybody who okay. thinks that this is a good idea to, if you think it's a good idea, try to throw one of your own. You know, the this one got a little bit, a little bit overcomplicated, but not really, not really. Um, no, I but, like the idea of this because uh, I was actually, um, to be honest with you, not to cut you off or anything, but to kind of 
go with what you're saying right now. If I had been able to, like health-wise, uh, I was going to go to freeworld.fm with uh, Billy Ray Valentine, a good friend of mine, uh, with Donald Jeffries and uh, Charlie mm -hmm. Robinson. Yeah. And this reminds me very much of that. And uh, I'm very happy that, you know, uh, you guys are uh, setting this up and that I just wish that it was more, uh, it, even bigger, if that's the right word. You know? <clears throat> well, so, I mean, the, there's nothing to say that, like, we can't, you know, if this works, then we can't do it again and we can't right. do it and make it look. And, and I know that to that point, I know that uh, Courtney Turner is... Yeah is replicating the cause fest i know she's doing one down in florida i think they're gonna try to do another one in texas there's I'll be no talking reason to, I'll, I'll be talking to her in a couple of days too and i'm really looking forward to it because uh she's accomplished quite a bit too yeah no she's fantastic she really is the yeah, yeah I, these i i do i i'm nobody's trying to reinvent the wheel or anything like that nobody's trying to claim that we're doing something nobody's done before or anything you know none of that shit. <laughs> right. there's things that that clearly work and we're just you know trying to you know replicate some of the things that have worked with some of the chuckleheads that we know <laughs> and hopefully that's enough to get a couple of people to go, you know what, man, I, I will come out and hear what these fucking weirdos have to say. They said there'd be punch and pie. I just like the fact that you're putting uh, conspiracy people, for lack of a better term, and bands and comedians together. That's fucking awesome, dude. You, you, I mean, look, in, in the for whatever skank fest is it's kind of like that they don't bill it yeah. as a conspiracy thing or anything but it really it's the people who were saving comedy you know who are getting together and, and, they need saving. And, and there's now you know music incorporated in that they incorporated live fighting and shit like that for years in it you know yeah. and it's just been this sort of of free-for-all centered around comedy well, yeah. that we're, you know, we're throwing a, a very, 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 very one-off event in the spirit of that now, but centered around, you know, what is traditionally considered conspiracy. Now, is this uh, uh, kind of going uh, against what you were, you know how you said you couldn't mention certain acts in the beginning there? With me bringing up Big J Okerson. Is that going against that? Like, is he, how am I, how can I put this without getting anyone into trouble? Is he a part of the tour? Like, or no, 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 okay. not at all. No, although I would love that. Awesome. That would be fantastic. No, I love Big J. I saw, okay. I saw him in Denver a couple of years ago. That's what it reminded uh, me of, like with the tour. So I wasn't sure if he was one of the, the secrets that have to be kept right now. No, I wish dude, that'd be fantastic. I don't know. I'll, I'll fucking, uh, I'll, Sit okay. on Tripoli and just <laughs> strangle him until bigger names fall out of his phone. I'm kidding. That would be fun, though. Well, he's in the Spanx. That's why when you when uh, we were talking about the well, Spanx. no, I'm just I mean to to draw a comparison that yeah. we will in no way, shape, or form live up to. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what? I think you very well could. 
Maybe but, it's I mean, thinking on my part. It's but. a good idea if you yeah. give us another, you know, give us another couple of years or something like that. I'm sure, I'm sure if we were actually dedicated to it, you know, and if it's something that we wanted to to turn into a business, because you kind of have to if you're putting yeah. on a, a massive, you know, festival sort of thing, then well, it I'm, has to be a business. If it, a, then we could throw a great one. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Steve, of course we could. Steve, I'm, I'm no, I'm a nobody from massachusetts i think you really should i think you really should because i think there's there's something there it's got legs dude people I, uh, so don't here's what i'll do fucking house all day like and you're giving you know you're giving an alternative to just, like on a friday night you know not to not to preach to you but it, it's giving people something else yeah, well, so um, I am. I'm gonna be going to uh, Anarchapoco um, next Charlie February. Charlie Robinson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they've um, we're gonna That's do awesome. some like basically do like the Anarchapoco morning show or some show. I'm not not even sure what's going on, but that yeah, asked me if I wanted to go, so I'm gonna go. Um, but while while we're there. I'll see if any of, you know, those like wildly more wealthy than me weirdos <laughs> would be into trying to, to help produce something like that. Yeah. Um, because that it does, it sounds freaking great. It does. Sounds fun as shit, you know, and you could do it now to where you've got, high profile comics you yeah. do who could who could round out that bill there are high profile artists that you know from just about every genre who could round out that bill or who at least were outspoken during covid and have since been like oh hey turns out it wasn't just that huh you know <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, you could, you could quite easily turn it into a couple of days worth of madness. And dude, I think you could get like Tim Dillon and shit, dude. Crazy. I have mixed feelings about Tim Dillon. I have mixed feelings oh, about that guy. Oh, I do. Right. I do. I do. It was the whole, like, let's bring on the obvious plant from Ukraine and fucking that got oh. Tim Dillon to say Slava Ukraine on the fucking okay, you know yeah. on his broadcast and zero critical thinking on that <laughs> bit and then the way I was that thinking he more the Patrice O'Neill conspiracy kind of thing with the last few years of COVID but you know what you just pointed that out and uh yeah I well and then the way that he did Ben was pretty Long Island trashy <laughs> It was man. Like if you wanted to, yeah, if you right. wanted to, you just settle it as to whether or not you are absolute trash from Long Island. The fucking way that he did Ben Avery was was one hundred percent that. No, and, yeah. and I, you know, right. I don't know the dude, and he's never gonna be able to end my career. So I, I would say that to his face. I would. I would. Yeah, maybe not the first day. <laughs> but, <laughs> maybe not the first day. Yeah. But it would happen. It would. It would. It would happen. What do you think of uh what do you think of like uh Stanhope or Bill Burr or you know, people I, like that? I, I Stanhope is just like he his whole career was so out of pocket and yeah. like the kind of comedy that he does and is trying to do like it's hard to quantify that. I I don't know man anybody who intentionally moved to Bisbee 
like <laughs> when they were all like like hey yeah. let's make this you know particular area of tucson shit libistan for he got very for, dark that's why I people who it. thought albuquerque was too cold oh my you God, know let's yeah. uh but yeah, no, he's he's definitely like I think that he's wildly creative and I he think he got very dark, which I'm a very dark person, and uh the stuff with his mother and shit like that. That's why I bring him up. That's why yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's not a lot of people willing to go that dark these days. Yeah, I mean I I would love to I've never that's somebody that I've never seen uh live that I would really like to see. I'd love yeah. to yeah. And I, you know, I mean, obviously, probably the best time to catch Stan Hope was 20 years ago, but maybe uh, not. Maybe not. You yeah, know? you're probably right, though. I mean, I, I mean, I, I full disclosure for anyone out there right now that gives a shit. Um, and I hope you do. Um, I had Steve on when I did a, a couple of tribute shows. I did one for uh, Norm, the late Norm Macdonald and the late uh, George Carlin. I was about to do one with uh, the late about the late Bill Burr. I didn't get a chance to, but now I I am very appreciative of the fact that Steve uh, has been ending AM Wake Up with a lot of Bill Hicks, uh, you know, bits and shit like that. So, um, yeah, that was all Chris too, because we yeah, and, and I don't know if it was because we played the bit on the show, we played a bit of Hicks bits on the show, but yeah, the he put the outro together. I fucking love it. I've always said that like the show is, you know, like in in service to the spirit of <laughs> Bill Hicks and Carlin and Pryor. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I think Bill Hicks and uh, Sam Kinison actually rubbed off on George Carlin. That's my uh, I, that's my opinion. Just in terms of like jamming in New York, his later uh, specials and things like that. I um, feel like he had to he because he, he wasn't he yeah. wasn't even he wasn't controversial in that way right he wasn't yeah. until then you know he he had yeah. been controversial for the seven dirty words he had been yeah. controversial because uh you know he like deconstructed language really well oh yeah he did that he, you know but that was more of of the carlin thing and then when uh sane man came out yeah. <laughs> that album came out yeah. Like right after that, you saw within a year or two, it was Carlin live in New York. Yeah. And, and he was doing uh, the the big club shit. He was talking him. about how the, all the bullets, years. all the bullets and the missiles are shaped like dicks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. And he wasn't wrong, folks. Um, yeah. A part of me feels like uh, we're missing out. Now, you know, now that George is gone, and George is if I knew him, uh, Mr. Carlin, I got to meet him uh, about a year before he, he passed away. Um, a part of me feels like maybe it's a good thing he's not around because uh, I really do. I don't know how you feel on it, but um, just by listening and watching his specials, I feel like he was he was a closeted uh, optimist, to be honest. And uh I think pointing out, you know, the pointing out the negatives of humanity, you know, maybe uh, was a part of his life's work. 
and that he hoped for more. I mean, he made the joke that he, and I kind of feel the same way. Like if the end of the world was happening, he wanted to be able to watch it on CNN until it came around to his part of the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I totally can fucking identify with that. (laughs) Yeah. So the what he told uh I think it was Tavis Smalley. Yeah. Where uh where he was like, I I don't fit in. <laughs> not, I don't even know if I'm yeah. supposed to be here. So the yeah. what I do is I observe and I comment on a world <laughs> that in which I, I feel largely out of place. Yeah. And, and I'm people, here for the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, I you know, I th- I think that resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, uh, it, especially a lot of people who grew up like Gen X and just you know latchkey and fucking d- yeah. disassociated in general. <laughs> so, I you know, it's it, it is that that's a um, relatable perspective, I guess. Well, I didn't get I, I, on my other show that when I had it before, not to get too uh, intricate here, but uh, a lot of my shows got deleted and not by my own hand. But uh, before I didn't get a chance to ask you, but did you uh, actually maybe I did ask you this, but I'll ask you again just for the just for the hell of it. Did you get to see and enjoy Mr. Carlin or Mr. Hicks? In person, I think it was Norm Macdonald that you had told me that you didn't get a chance to see. Him. So um, I got I was I was a little bit too young. I tried to sneak into a Bill Hicks show in Indianapolis one really? year. Yeah, I was a little bit too young. Um, and then with Carlin, the only time I ever saw him was at uh, Jay and Bob's secret stash in Red That's Bank right. for a poker night. A poker, yeah. Um, uh, but the, but the Bill Hicks. But the Bill Hicks thing, what the hell was that? You tried to sneak into a Bill Hicks show in Indianapolis. Please, please. Yeah, I think it was 16, 15, 16, something like that. We found out he was playing. I grew up like a a half an hour away from Indianapolis. And and so uh, we just, we fucking hauled ass. And and there, so, okay. Um, The downtown indianapolis a lot of old brick buildings and shit like that a lot of side doors almost everybody learned how to sneak into a movie theater and shit like that it was the same with the comedy club and we had successfully snuck into that comedy club a few times yeah so it wasn't even that big of a deal we just happened to get caught you know And, and so we got caught and we wound up just hanging out like kind of across the street like that, waiting to see if, you know, Bill Hicks would come out in any particular door. And if I did, I don't know with, we, we gave up before he came out. Oh, okay. Or he went out of way that we weren't seeing, but, but yeah, we tried, dude, tried. But you were there though. You were there around the man in his material. Just about a, I think it was a year, year and a half before he died. Yeah, he died in March of 94. And I don't know if you're familiar. uh, I'm a big fan of a guy named Dave McGowan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been keeping in contact with Dave's brother, Craig. And uh, the idea is that Dave may have been, you know, 
people go, oh, you know, when you bring up MK Ultra or weather weapons and weather modification things, like, people go, oh, science fiction. There are cancer weapons. Yeah, that, that kind of gets swept into the whole science fiction thing. Craig, uh, Dave's brother, is kind of feels like um, was possibly used on Dave. Uh, because he started talking about, he did a whole presentation on Caravan to Midnight with uh, John B. Wells about the Boston mm -hmm. bombing. And uh, it's almost like a Jack Ruby thing, because Jack Ruby kept telling people that people were injecting him at night in his, his jail cell. Um, but basically, the same idea applies, in my opinion, to Mr. Bill Hicks, because Bill Hicks uh, had started talking about what he saw and learned about Waco at the time. And I'm on a show called Conspiring with Mr. Cooper, Mr. Tom Cooper, a good friend of mine. We just did a show a couple of weeks ago, and I ended up pulling up the clip where Bill Hicks started telling the audience about how he saw the footage of a, a tank uh, basically lighting the fire at Waco that burned everyone alive. And uh, no one else was privy to that footage. I think that may have something to do with why Bill Hicks ended up uh, not being alive anymore after March of 1994, not to be overly dramatic, but yeah, there's, I mean, that's been speculated about and, and, and certainly the Waco thing is pointed to as one of the possible reasons. There's a lot of people yeah. who, um, you just talking about JFK and shit like that too. Let's, let's be honest. Well, <laughs> and, and the, I mean, he did say that, you know, George H.W. Uh, Bush was, was yeah. uh, you know, probably actually the literal devil, if not just a, you know, soulless demon sucker of Satan's cock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that too. He did incorporate that into the material. He, he did. <laughs> that may have been a death sentence. Yeah, Nobody uh, goes after the president like that anymore. Not anymore. You know I, mean? I mean, even Carlin went after W pretty yeah. hard. But once Black Jesus got in there, boy, yeah, you, you couldn't say shit. And then with Trump, you know, everybody had the same like basic. It, it was all based on fake news jokes, except for like Shane Gillis had some good Trump jokes. Yeah, but uh, but you know, I, and now. Now it's almost like elder abuse to pick on the old Delaware daughter sniffer. Like if it wasn't for the fact that you exactly. knew that he was a war criminal pedophile, yeah. that like just and like openly racist and just a terrible human he being, was, you yeah. would totally feel bad for him. He even yeah, well no, not me. He well, uh, that'd be just like an eighty-year-old man out there. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean that's yeah, supposed to elicit yeah, sympathy. the idea. It's elder abuse because uh, no one needs to go through that shit. I, I get it, yeah. But when I find when I hear about you know him boasting about you know the fact that he loves the idea that he wrote the Patriot Act, shit like that, then I find out about his meetings with. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard about this, but 
Um, do you remember the Pakistani ISI with uh, General Ahmoud Ahmed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ended up wire trans. He authorized that wire transfer of $100,000 to Muhammad. Yeah, and we're bragging about it. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden uh, met with him a couple of days before 9 mm -hmm. 11. And he's never fucking, um, not to get crude, but he's never uh, explained himself. And I guess Luke, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Rukowski, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he he confronted him about it. And mm -hmm. all he could do is smirk and say it's classified. I don't know. That just pisses me off because 9-11 yeah. is one of those issues for me. Well, and so I, and this was uh, during the We We Are Truth days, right? Yes. We and, are changed. Um, we are changed. When you was partnered, or we are changed, sorry. We was partnered up with Burmas, and Burmas had yeah. put that, made sure that got into loose change, the final cut right. was Biden's meeting with the ISI and how he was on the Senate floor talking about it on C-SPAN. I know. Talking about it. And nobody went, uh, hang on, you what? <laughs> you had breakfast with this guy? What the uh, sir, just a quick follow-up. I uh, couldn't help but notice. You yeah. Know, no, none of that? The lead hijacker of the, the biggest terrorist event in U.S. history? And you're going to just smirk and say, oh, it's classified? And now he's the president of the United He's the crypt keeper in chief? It's above your pay grade, Jack. Yeah, I don't know. which uh, which brings me to um, I don't want to keep you uh, all night because I know that you got a lot, of, you know, you got a lot on your plate right now. But uh, uh, I just wanted to ask you a couple of things about your the guest you had today. You had Jake. Uh, I don't even know. Here's the thing with Jacob Chansley. I'm not sure. Like, is it Chansley or Jake and Jelly? Because when I was doing research for my friend Donald Jeffries, uh, actually on the day of January 6th, and then in the weeks afterwards, it said that there was an actor by the name that was, you know, this QAnon shaman, which I guess now he goes by American, the American shaman or something. Mm -hmm. But at the time, he was uh, being credited with two different names. So, yeah. uh, so guess, it, yeah. it, it's hyphenated. Okay. Uh, on the, I guess on all of his, even his court paperwork and stuff. Really? It's it's oh, hyphenated. Wow. Angeli, Angeli Chansley. Chansley. Um, yeah. He said this morning uh, that people actually mispronounce Chansley more than they do Angeli. So he just goes by Angeli. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude, it was interesting, man. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I I think that I think that uh, he probably more than likely answered everybody's questions as to whether or not he's an actor. I think that he probably. Um, I don't think anybody. I think everybody had wh whether what side of that they fall on. Is uh, not for me to say, but but regardless, I think everybody had their their opinion confirmed, whichever way that went. I think that happened. Today. Well, I'm not going to put you on the spot, right? Because I I think other people could probably put you on the spot, but I don't know. I had my you can put me on the spot, man. It's no, up no, to I me how no, I answer. No, no, no. This isn't a gotcha thing. No, no. I'm saying me as. Uh, 
I'm not the best researcher, but I feel like I um, I got a good red flag for bullshit. And I'm not saying he was full of shit. But he was going pretty hardcore into the whole PSYOP, uh, covert operation manual kind of thing. And uh, my whole thought, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll say this. I was working on a documentary for... A long, uh, quite a while, with a guy named Gary McBride from M5 News, right? With my good friend Six from the New Prisoners, and Lisa Blanger, and John Henry. And we were working late at night with all the footage that Gary McBride had, which he, somehow Gary was able to get his hands on the 14,000 hours of other footage that Tucker Carlson didn't release. So he was showing, Gary was showing us at night all this footage from inside uh, with questionable characters that were doing signals and shit like that. And do you remember there was a guy that had the QAnon shirt? He had the Q shirt or whatever. I forget his exact name, but he was, he ended up doing this like photo op where he, it looked like he was yelling at the Capitol cops where he was like, and he had like a QAnon shirt. And Jacob Chansley, I believe, was standing right next to him for that photo op. And he even, I think uh, Jacob even brought up the idea about the Confederate flag being um, in a plastic bag and uh, being on. All that was in the footage, I'm telling you. And it, it totally looked like a Boston bombing Dave McGowan kind of expose when Gary was showing us all these signals that were going on. They had the photo op in, uh, in uh, a part of the Capitol where all these so-called uh, prejudiced presidents were, you know what I mean? Just to get all the, um, you know, the white power. Just kind to of drive home the yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all these White House photographers, including one that was uh, for George W. Bush during the 9-11 time, was a mm -hmm. part of that. Yeah. And Gary, unfortunately, maybe I'm speaking out of school here, and uh, maybe I'm an asshole for saying this. Gary was working on that documentary. We're going to put it out as a uh, docu-cast, we were going to call it. And it was all this footage. And, and I think uh, Chris from uh, Rained Out uh, Rantcast actually brought it up. There was footage that we watched of um, them getting into place in terms of, like, all the photographers and the uh, Capitol cops that came into the room and everything. And uh, there was a black cop a, a black gentleman that um later on became a hero in the media that oh yeah he he took the uh the QAnon crowd away from the chambers that guy gary had all this footage where even that guy's actions were questionable and i don't know what to think now i mean the uh, <laughs> i'm not saying anything bad about gary but he ended up going on alex jones after and we haven't talked to Gary ever since. And uh, Michael Flynn, Mr. Psyops, Michael Flynn ended up taking Gary's um, 
taking, uh, he was, uh, let's just say that Gary was supposed to be on uh, InfoWars on a Sunday, right? Gary didn't get end up going back on InfoWars, but Michael Flynn took his place. And right then and there, I don't know, my stomach, I was like, oh, what are we doing here? Like, and I just felt, you know, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but it's something that's been on my mind for a long time. But there's a lot there, dude. I'm telling you, it's more than what Tucker Carlson showed. Like we oh, were watching yeah. this shit, dude. He had Gary had fourteen. He had access to the fourteen thousand hours. Roseanne Boylan's death; she was beat to death while she was unconscious. We saw Is that. any of that on camera? Yes, because we were asking about that this morning. I know, and I sent it to Chris and you, okay, and I know okay. I I got OCD really bad, so I was sending you guys, you know, like uh, you know, on Twitter and all that shit. That's on M5 News on Gary's okay. M5 News YouTube thing. You can see that, dude. And they did a whole episode on the new prisoners before I even actually became a part, like a contributor to uh, Six's, uh, you know, and John Henry's uh, show there. They did a whole thing where they showed, they had Gary come on with Lisa and they showed uh, the Capitol Police woman. That was beating her to death, Roseanne Boylan. It's on film. Gary found it. Gary found yeah, a I lot mean, of shit, dude. I'm telling you. Would you. That, I mean, you would think that you would just think that everything from that day would be on. The Ford Fisher had, but the, they waited the for Tucker. They waited for Tucker. Is what they did. <laughs> and Tucker didn't sh like Tucker showed Jacob being um, uh, being led around by the Capitol cops, certain doors, and all that shit. Gary had thousands of hours, dude. I'm telling you. Whether or not, I, like, I don't know where he found it or whatever, but he had it, and we were going to start putting it out. And this was like a year ago. But there was a lot there that should have been just in the public domain. And it, a lot of it, like, with... Then you found out with through Tucker that Brian Sicknick, the officer, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, uh, maybe I could, I might be wrong, but Pretty sure that Jacob came in contact with him in that footage, too. I may be wrong, but Roseanne Boylan definitely was, in my opinion, was murdered when she was yeah. unconscious. Yeah. And the the name of the woman cop is in that footage. And anyway, I don't know. Well, and th there's that. There's her, you know, her actual murder and then the staged murder of ashley babbitt yeah exactly well, well i found i sent you that i sent i sent you the gateway pundit uh articles mm -hmm. where he requested cremation within two days yeah yeah well and we had what we, is we that talked about that we talked about that year year well, two years oh, ago you already oh so you already knew there about was that. a guy uh okay. there was a guy from um oh god i can't remember his name um Arthur something, and, and he's an editor of like one of the oldest uh, conservative college, like university level conservative magazines in the U.S. or something like right. that. I mean, he was I, I wound up on a panel with him on a show that uh, Alex Rubenstein was doing. Oh, yeah. And we, you know, it. Ash, he brought up Ashley Babbitt. He was yeah. like. 
because I think I, I had said something about, you know, independent media being pussies or something like that. And he was like, <laughs> I'll show you pussies. These guys won't even talk about Ashley Babbitt. And I'm like, bro, come on my show tomorrow. Let's do this because, you know, I got questions. And he was like, oh, Steve, Steve, oh okay, he, sure, let's do that. So, Steve, Steve, did he bring up the fact that uh, the guy, the coroner, was the same one for George Floyd? Uh, I don't think he knew that at the time. Okay, I but have you heard I, that I've before? seen him tweet about it since. Oh, okay. But I don't think at the time that he was on, that was information that he had because we would have talked about it. When I found I that right out. around I that time, like, too, I had just had Miriam uh Hanine on about her george floyd documentary the b lady yeah 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 yeah, yeah. have you well, seen I her heard george that, floyd documentary i have and you know what i went even more i was on uh the dune prisoners about a year ago and uh she was on and i was asking her questions about the documentary because i found i came into contact with stuff about um uh Chauvin. Chauvin mm -hmm. is a enigma. His co-workers don't know who the fuck he was. And he's driving around in like sports cars that are $100,000. So I don't know what that means. And he was given special privileges in uh, prison. I don't know what that means. I mean, her, I think in terms of her theory was he, the whole George Floyd thing had something to do with uh, the in mexico the um what do you call it the um the drug cartels right i think it was a drug cartel kind of thing that was her i think that was her thesis right the drug cartels had something to do with the mm -hmm. uh, in minnesota yeah but yeah. Chauvin, he was trained in israel and i'm not one of these guys who was like oh yeah israel's behind everything you know i I don't go into, oh, the Jews did it, everything, you know, that type of thing. But I came across information that people, the Minnesota police force, uh, among other states in the U.S., were, were trained in Israel uh, mm -hmm. with certain tactics. And when I tell people that, they go, oh, you're a fucking anti-Semite. I'm like, what? Well, no, because here's the Los Angeles Times article where they're celebrating the fact that the sheriff just got back. You from know what I'm talking about then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we talk about this on Solo Newsday all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is something that, that, like, I think one of the first times that I talked to Scott Horton. I, yeah. It, we, you know, Scott and I, I over the years have butted heads on a number of things, but I, I you know, like the, I like the fellow a lot. Yeah, and we bonded over the fact that we used to hand out copies of Creature from Jekyll Island. <laughs> we each used to do that in our own time, like you know, without ever having you know known each other or anything, knew the other person existed. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Gordon Griffin, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, which is a fantastic book that I oh, yeah. recommend everybody read if you haven't. Um, but then yeah. you, that gets into the dancing, dancing Israelis thing, which you're not allowed to go near at all that was the the reason that i originally asked whitney webb to come on slow news day that's right yeah. she had done a, a dancing so Israeli. that's a part of a huge part of the story that people to this day won't touch i'll go there because it's a part of the story you know i look the it here's the here's the thing 
if you're not willing to look, and this is something that Dr. Bruce Baird said uh, on our show yeah. on the day after 9 12 when right. he was on. Um, he, he was, you know, he said, look, if you're never going to get the truth, if you're never going to get the truth from the government, right. then you have to entertain every notion until you've ruled out all but the correct and most plausible explanation. So why wouldn't you, why yeah. wouldn't you look in into that avenue? Why wouldn't you incorporate that? Because to do something like 9-11 requires a lot of moving parts. Yeah. It does. And it requires a lot of people thinking they're doing one thing when in fact they may be doing something else or adding cover to a larger story. Right. You know, so as, as you know, yeah, compartmentalization like that requires a significant amount of planning. I always said 9-11 was an inside job with outside help. And I really feel like that's the case. I, I feel that way about the Kennedy assassination. I feel yeah. that way about, you know, generally most of this stuff, especially yeah. in the era of subcontracting. Yeah. And when Jacob Chansley uh, brought up Gladio today, I'm like, <laughs> Gladio is the funniest fucking moment in that whole three hours was. So, hey, there's this thing you fellas may not have heard of called Operation Gladio. I was yelling yeah. at the screen. I was like, Shelly, I was like, come on, <laughs> bruh, bruh. Can, can we all just get like a moment of, of, you know, I'll just imagine you guys are clapping for the fact that not me. Not Ryan Christian and not rant cast fucking Chris. Yeah. None of us went, Are you fucking kidding me? None of he, us did that. None, we with, didn't even blink. He mixed it with paperclip too. I was like, No, no. I was like, Come on. No, 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 no. I was like, oh no, the, the chat, and I fucking I because, and I don't know if you guys know this or, or not, but I was like, Hey man, the chat's being really nice to you in the hope that yeah. someday he'll go back and look and yeah. just be like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my, oh. that is that is not. Um, I I don't know if I'll call it mean, but it's definitely not nice. <laughs> you know. No, and I was nobody was mean to him. You guys, I wasn't trying. To, I wasn't trying to be a douchebag to the guy. I just when he brought up Gladio, I'm like, well, now you're mixing like the Operation Paperclip with the Nazis coming over here with the beginning of NASA and everything. Gladio is something, you know, and I'll talk about this tomorrow with Monica actually on her show. Gladio is basically the blueprint of basically all, all the modern day spree shootings, in my mm -hmm. opinion, including Columbine, which I have a whole fucking expose on. Columbine, they even, some people even refer to 9 11 as Gladio B. Part B. And I think there's something to that. So when he brought that up, I was like, you know, I was joking in the chat, like, oh yeah, he seems to know his stuff. You know, I was like making jokes and stuff. I would I would agree um that a a well to put it in the, the Peter Dale Scott content, like a deep structural yes. event. Um like 9-11, it, it, if you if you use that as, and they did, um, you know, almost in a mantra-like fashion, and yes. it becomes part and parcel of the trauma-based mind control, 
than every other aspect of the slow drip MK Ultra that we've been subjected to for our entire lifetimes. I think that that it's a, a force multiplier. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily the disease or whatever, but it's a force multiplier of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I try to bring that up to other people, I uh, like I'm like, look at trauma-based mind control. In my opinion, and in people a lot smarter than me, like the late Dave McGowan, he brought up the fact that, you know, events like JFK getting his fucking head blown off in broad daylight. That was like kind of the beginning of our, you know, at least in America of uh, our modern, you know, trauma based mind control. They can do that to the president of the United States with a bullet. What can't they do? They can do fucking anything they want to do. And they have. Whoever they are. Because uh, I don't know names, you know. But it reminds me of Gladio. And Gladio, for those that don't know, that was in Italy. It was uh, stay-behind armies to um, basically create terrorist attacks. Well, yeah. and I'm sorry to cut you off, no, no, but no, no. Ukraine is a huge part of this because yeah. Ukraine was like the front line and has yeah. been since. And all of these neo-Nazi groups and banderite associated groups and stuff like that that are active yeah. now that, you know, uh, uh, Shaman was talking about this morning right. that Laura Loomer broke a couple of weeks ago that we've been talking about for years, that there's articles on yeah. the last American vagabond going back you know, a couple of years, aforementioned Alex Rubenstein uh, wrote about it in a number of different ways, a number of different aspects in his own right. Like that's a, a carryover of Gladio from the day when they needed a highly armed, trained neo-Nazi presence alive and well to stave off any uh, effort to implement socialism, communism, whatever uh yeah into western europe steve who's the strategy of tension what's that strategy of tension remember yeah that was so that you would beg your government to protect you that's what that was strategy of tension that mm -hmm. was what gladio was all about so i was trying to follow what jake was talking about but I don't want to uh, throw him under the bus, but seemed like he had a lot of talking points that he, you know, had ready on the fly. And it seemed like and there were a number of people that said this in the chat. Yeah. Seemed like. Maybe that's not fair of me to say, but it seemed like that. I don't know. Well, it seemed like he had note cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it he was looking down. Yeah, yeah. And there were a number of people that I saw in the chat, like reference. And I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back, um, yeah. my own right and what. But I did. I see. I I saw it in the chat, and then I started to pay attention. And there were a couple of times where it flat the fuck did look like he was like. That's, you I know, was trying just, to give him the benefit of the doubt, like I, you know, I don't think he was coached, but a lot of the stuff he was talking about. It seemed like he was trying to sound more smart than he maybe actually was, but so here's here's the benefit of the doubt. 
Yeah. If you know, if you know that you're going on a show, and I'm not suggesting that he did his homework for going on this show. Yeah, for going on, I'm not suggesting that that happened. But if you've been doing the podcast circuit yeah. and you're already an internationally recognized face. And he is. Chances are you've got a stack of cards, especially if you've been a public speaker on this thing for, you know, before you went to prison and after. Yeah. You've got a a stack of, you know, at least bullet points or at least things that have like little references or something or the date in parentheses to where if you need to, you can check back off and that allows you to continue relatively off script that is my most generous explanation for that Uh, and and we can go however far away from that that you would like to but i I will saying that was the case maybe he was on the up and up i just had my the red flags were flying i don't know because i've been i've done shows with people who have three by five cards that they could that they're writing during I Ryan Christian writes yeah. shit during the show all the time. Right. You know, he's taking notes while we're doing our shit because yeah. there might be something that he wants to look up later. So I mean it's not like that shit doesn't happen. So there is a, a generous and innocent explanation if that is in fact the case. That whether or not I believe that, right? No. But <laughs> Right. But, you know, I I am, it's my, I don't do, come on the show so we can scream at you. Yeah, I don't don't do the gotcha shit either. Yeah, I don't believe in that either. And and there's been a number of times on the show where it's got heated. There's been a number of times on the show where, you know, there have been raised voices. And just about every time Tom Luongo comes on, we end up yelling at each other. But I think that's just because we communicate verbosely with gusto. Very and, passionate. You know, and, well, and Tom is, you know, I mean, Tom's Tom. He, he's a feisty fella. He right. is. Uh, and and there's, you know, there's absolutely no hard feelings into any of that shit. Like he very thoroughly enjoys the, you know, th- the kind of combat sport that it's turned into a couple of times. Um, yeah. But it's all out of love. And I know that that yeah. dude is just trying to provide for his family and do right in his community. And he knows the same about me. So well, he wasn't know. the face of January 6th. And let's just no. remember that. Because, you know, nothing against uh, Mr. Chansley or Angeli or whatever you want to call him. They took that and ran with it, the whole media and everything. And that, you know, that's not his fault. But he did, well, he did dress up that way. He wanted attention, right? I was writing in the chat, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I was wondering what he was at the BLM protests in the summer before. Uh, January 6th. So I was wondering what his angle was with all that stuff, too. And uh, uh, so that I they pretty sure is addressed in the Q sent me documentary that Jason oh, okay. put out. Okay. Um, and we had Jason on the show, and I think he, I'm, I'm almost positive that he taught that Jason talked about it. Okay. Um, but I, I that's Jason. I wasn't, pri- I wasn't privy to that, but I remember. 
him being a part of those BLM uh, protests, riots, whatever you want to call them. And I was always, I never knew what his angle was. I never knew. And maybe it's in this documentary that you're talking about in that. I'm almost positive. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm almost positive. Okay. So I'll shut the fuck up then until I actually watch the thing. But I mean, well, and here's the other thing, dude. That doesn't mean that it's going to be a satisfactory answer. But it'll be an an answer like what I was wondering. But I mean, we um, know that that dude, Jaden X or whatever, was, you know, at BLM saying that he was BLM and he was you know, Antifa or whatever and shit like that. And then there he is at the Ashley Babbitt ceremony well, or whatever that was. Well, when you brought that, yeah. The, <laughs> that is another thing too, because my, my friend Gary McBride, he ended up ending up living with Ashley Babbitt's mother uh, in Washington, D.C., and I know someone put out a documentary where the thesis was that maybe Ashley Babbitt, the whole Ashley Babbitt story was uh, kind of a psyop too. And you know what? I can't argue one way or the other because I've looked into things like Sandy Hook, 9-11. I don't know what is a psyop and what isn't anymore. So I can't. Just say that one thing is, you know, one thing or they do this shit. So I don't know, but I don't want to uh, upset her mother. You know, if, you know, it wasn't a psyop. So I don't know how to fucking, I don't know, maybe it's just me being, you know, chicken shit. I don't know how to address that. But people have looked into uh, whether or not the Ashley Babbitt thing. I'm doing full disclosure, folks. I'm doing research for uh, my friend Donald Jeffrey's Hidden History 4 right now. And I'm going in looking into the uh, election of 2020. I'm looking back into January 6th and everything. And I'm coming across articles that I hadn't come across since basically 2021 when they happened. And the Ashley Babbitt thing and the Michael Bird, the, the cop that supposedly shot her, um, there is evidence that there was a second cop that possibly could have shot her too. I don't know. I ended up, I have OCD pretty bad. So I ended up sending Shelly of AM wake up and, and Chris and uh, Steve here, uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, if I find something, I got to share it with people. If, they can use it, you know, for their own shows or their own uh, material, or whatever. But the Ashley Babbitt thing, I don't know. It, it very well could be a, a psychological operation as well, it, which really sucks if, you know, it wasn't. And I'm saying things out of school here. And I'm not saying Sandy Hook was a psychological operation, but there's a bunch of evidence that that could very well be the case as well. I it's not, I don't really a question. Everything is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't really sell certainty, man. What, yeah. what I do know is that everything that I've seen has only left me with more questions. Me too. And, and that the people who would be able to provide answers um, yeah. are in some cases, uh, suicided, dead, no longer with us. 
in some cases are absolutely never going to open their mouths and then in other cases are such bad actors and dishonest actors in their own right that there's no baseline with which to believe them so I, i unfortunately it's one of those situations where i feel like we're probably always going to have a handful of unanswered questions and that's a real shame yeah well, let me ask you this before we end, right? And I want you to be able to promote the uh, the third eye carnival and everything because it's very, very important right now. But this the things that I've been uncovering again from the last you know two or three years of research. Um, should I keep looking? Like, I, maybe it's a loaded question. I don't know. But the suicided cops—that's a big one for me. Suicided capital cops, or I don't want to say suicided, but the the suicides of the capital police officers that are tied to January 6th. Um, Officer Brian Sicknick, that whole cover story. Mm -hmm. Um, Roseanne Boylan. There was another gentleman that actually was in the process of suing and may even still be suing the Capitol cops for trying to push him off a ledge. I don't know if you came across that. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff here, man. And the pipe bomber of the RNC and the DNC, the FBI has to know who the fuck that is on camera. They have to, I mean, you were there, right? Like you were, you were there during the event Mm-hmm. I came across a New York Post article from January 5th, the night before. That should show right then and there that the Capitol Police Department should have known that they needed backup for the next day. Because and there's a Post article the night of the 5th about the, the bomber. Yes. There's yeah, that because too. it had been called in earlier that day, I think. It was that afternoon. At least one of the bomb bombs if one do you, if not remember, two. do you remember the faa in new york over their the radio uh the air traffic controller got a warning about uh iran iran uh flying a, an airplane into the capital on january 6th mm-hmm. people forgot all about that story i actually came up i was able to find remember the tennessee bomber Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found some connections with him with January 6th. Um, so you so you didn't forget that, right? Because most people have forgotten all that shit. And when what was it with um now I'm all over the place, but no, he was playing, he actually warned people to get out of the area, and he had the song downtown playing, blasting. Yeah, the uh, classic rock. Uh, classic oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Long time. And apparently it was across the way from um, like AT&T's like main hub in t- downtown Tennessee or whatever. Um, there was a connection where he was supposed to be in uh, D.C. on the 6th, too. Um, I'm, dude, yeah. Okay. So but, there's so much shit but, here. <laughs> there is in the to answer uh, or at least to like address why yeah. we don't to why we don't know some of this shit 
they had to do a fucking audit because they lost track of how many feds they had there. I had that article too. You hundreds. Know, hundreds. I mean, so if that's where you're coming from, you don't even know how many ops are in your op. <laughs> right. Like, there's an or army. how many ones army. are dovetailing? How the many ones Here's what's so fucked up about all of this, yeah. Chris Graves. Here's what's so fucked up about all of it is that because shit like this, it by nature has to be compartmentalized. And because yeah. of the way that protocol works in your fucking 835,000 intelligence agencies and other bureaucratic agencies that have their own intelligence branches and armed yeah. branches and agents and undercover agents and shit like that because all of them know that this event is taking place and they know that these groups are going to be here they've all got their spooks and their spies and their ucs and their people in on all shit and nobody knows what's going on with anybody so the whole thing is by nature a clusterfuck well, I said it to dude on the show this morning. Yeah. Chaos favors the establishment. I know. Yeah, you did. And, you did. and so in a chaotic event like that, in that temple, yeah. you're effectively creating like a chaos prayer wheel emanating <laughs> from the Capitol. Yeah. Out into the rest of the fucking get everybody that's watching it in the country. Right. All yeah. of that energy favors the establishment. It, and what sucks is that any of us who think critically and want to, to have answers have to keep generating questions. Right. Which, I mean, unless people are legitimately walking that energy backwards and back out into, you know. Uh, a place where it can sort of balance out. Right. You know, that's where the, what part of it do we feed into and, you know, how culpable are we to any of this shit? And yeah, it gets messy. Like these, these people are still locked up for this shit. And there's even connections with the Whitmer kidnapping bullshit. Yeah, with the the FBI special agent yeah. in charge of that. Yeah, who went and was tasked to sort out J6. Yeah. Got promoted up into it. The sergeant, <laughs> of, the sergeant of at arms died before he was supposed to testify about provocateurs and an inside job. He used the words inside job and agent provocateurs. And Michael... Steninger, I think his name was. And that reminds me of the House Select Committee on Assassinations in 1978. How all these mafia type people involved with the JFK assassination and cover up ended up blowing their fucking heads off before they could testify. That's what that reminds me of. But that's a whole other story. But anyway, on a happier note, Steve, I always love when you're with me. I really do. <laughs> um let's promote the third eye carnival One yeah more yeah so again this is an event that uh is being put together by uh the am wake up producers yeah. t snyder conspiracy synergy um me at our our yeah fabulous martunist Angela and uh, Jeff, the gentleman who owns the Blowback Gallery, which is the venue where this is taking place in Pueblo, Colorado, 
November 4th, November 4th, Pueblo, Colorado, Blowback Gallery, Third Eye Carnival, live music, comedy, entertainment. Is that uh, anywhere, by any chance, is that anywhere near Littleton, Colorado? Um, Littleton's up, uh, the, so it's uh, about two and a half-ish hours south. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I it's, only Col- it's right outside of Colorado Springs. I only so. ask that because Columbine is one of, besides... Mm-hmm. Uh, JFK Jr. and September 11th, Columbine is a rabbit hole I've been researching for a very long time. And uh, there's a lot of weird stuff, even including ley lines and things like that. And I know that was brought up earlier this morning. So that's yeah. Uh, if you're if you're watching this and you didn't see the the conversation this morning, you should you should definitely go back and watch it, folks. Seriously. It was, it was um, interesting. Regardless of whatever you may think of Mr. Chansley or Angeli or how, you know, whatever he's going by. Um, I always love the chance to talk to Steve and Shelly and uh, Chris from AM Wake Up. And um, is there a give, send, go? Like, is there a donation site to help support your efforts? Like, Yeah, a- yeah. I dropped it in the private chat. I oh, can, I see it right there. Uh, yeah, give, send, go. Okay. I can drop it in the... Yeah, rumble chat live right now yeah that'd be great just because uh do that i i'll send it out but um six kind of sets up the uh stream before we go live and everything so i'm hoping that maybe that he can add that after the fact for um, sure i want to make sure that everything that can support the cause uh gets. and then uh tease is going to make available yeah. uh printable versions of the flyer when we get it finalized which is going to on the the one side have the information for the event on the back side it's going to have uh relevant uh websites links stuff like that that yeah. people can just go to to start to integrate themselves in, into this you know um absolutely bad shit crazy uh often as demoralizing as it is funny universe of constantly being broke because you're trying to do the right thing and next week you're gonna have jello biafra right on uh, i would love that i would love that in fact if somebody could set that up if you could if you could bring me jello i will give you back some of them okay i will i'll give you back some of them I just wanted to be sure, and uh, maybe Ian McKay. Well, I, I'm not sure what his take on vaccines. I would is. love to. I would love to talk to Ian McKay. I would. I would. Oh, so would I. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This has been fun, dude, and I appreciate all you do. And and uh, I hope everyone uh, was able to um, get a lot out of this and uh, and check out the Third Eye uh, Carnival. And Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you having me on to, to talk about all this stuff. Oh, I love you, dude. I love it. Never change, please. <laughs> I'm going to hit end stream right now. Thanks, everybody. Okay. This fucking laptop works. Come on. Okay. It's not. <laughs> Come on, man. Ah, oh, this fucking computer. Come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't do this to me. 